the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good evening. I hope everybody is safe and well out there in southeast Texas today. Uh, It's just a wonderful opportunity, and I'm so grateful to be able to be here with you and share the gospel of peace, the gospel of love, the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let's pray. Father God, we just ask for protection um, this week. Father, we are so humble and so grateful for everything that you've done for us. You are so wonderful and so magnificent. But Father, we, we have trouble in our land. We have trouble with people being ill, Father, and we just ask for healing and for comfort and peace for their families. Father, we have trouble in our streets. We ask that every person in this nation be kept safe. Uh, We ask that any demonstrations that occur be peaceful and be law-abiding. We ask for wisdom for our leaders, no matter who they are. We ask for godly wisdom. We ask that you heal the divide that exists in our country right now and make us united. One nation under God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Well, we're going to continue sort of a a series that we've had. We had uh, two weeks ago, we talked about all you need is love and how important love is and and how, you know, Jesus said that the two most, all the commandments and all the prophets stand on two things, and that is love your God with all your mind, heart, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself, and and how if if you're a Christian, and you adhere to those simple principles that Jesus taught us, that how that will extend throughout the rest of your life and uh, truly lead you to your purpose in life and and uh, give you peace while you're here in this transitory phase that we find ourselves in, which is this uh, place called Earth, because you know our true home is with Him in, in Heaven, and that's where we're going to spend eternity as long as we're believers, because God so loved the world, He sent His only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Amen? All right, so... Today we're going to talk about it. We're going to approach it from a little different uh, place. We, as I said, we talked about all you need is love. And then last week we talked about how there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus because God loves us so much that once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're not condemned. We're forgiven. God's grace is magnificent. Amen. Hallelujah. So, But today we're going to talk about looking for love in all the wrong places because that's what so many of us do. You know, we look for love that that leaves us empty. Uh, And I I want us to focus on the agape love that God has for each and every one of us. And I really want to challenge you today to to meet the purpose in your life. So we're going to take this in two two parts. We're going to talk about how the mistakes that so many of us make looking for love in the wrong places. And then we're going to talk about how, as Christians, 
we're to uh, we're to reach out into the world and we're to we're to God wants no man to perish, no man or woman to perish. He wants us all to be saved and and how we have a mission to reach out to and preach the gospel to every living creature. And so we're going to talk about how we also look for the lost in all the wrong places. So two parts, looking for love in all the wrong places and looking for lost in all the wrong places. We're going to start with uh, John chapter 4 which is the the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman. You know, and this is such a one of my favorite stories in the Bible. It's such a wonderful story because here's Jesus and he's been walking and he's tired, you know, he's fully human and he's fully God and he's tired and and he comes across this the well to get a drink of water and take a brief rest. And he's been working hard and he comes across this Samaritan woman and you know the the culture of the day was that a man didn't really speak to a woman, not when they were alone like that. And and Jews didn't really speak to Samaritans. <laughs> so, you know, Jesus didn't always uh didn't always stick with the with the cultures and the ethos of the day. Jesus wanted to reach out to all people. So this woman's there and and uh Jesus says to her Will you give me a drink? And she's shocked. <laughs> this this Jewish man is 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 speaking to me, and and she says, uh, "You're a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink?" And Jesus told her, "If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water." She says, uh, "You don't even have anything to draw this water with." You know, and are you are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock? Jesus says, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Praise the Lord. You know, that's that's what we want. We want to look for love in all the right places. And in our relationship with Jesus Christ, not in the wrong places. So the woman says, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. She said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man now you now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. So. Let's look at examples, what we can discern from this story about this woman and what she, how she was living her life. Well, five husbands. You know, she wasn't finding love in, in husbands. Uh, she was living with a man that wasn't her husband and obviously in adultery. And she was looking for love and adultery, and she wasn't really finding it there. Love is not in a wild lifestyle. If you, I'm sorry, you're forgiven. There's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. But if you've been divorced five times, uh, I'm going to bet you that uh, you need to be listening to Recovery Radio Houston, that you're living a wild lifestyle, and uh, that, that some things are going pretty crazy in your life. So she mentioned the, the love is not in a building or a place. Love is what fills your soul and causes you to never thirst again. You know, I, I I missed all that for a big part of my life. I, I chased all these things. I chased the wild lifestyle. I chased uh, money, power, all these things that, that never really 
never really drugs, alcohol. They never filled me up. I was always looking for love in all the wrong places. I might get some temporary enjoyment and, and satisfaction or even pride, misplaced pride for being successful in my career as a lawyer, but I never really got fulfilled. I never got that living water that you know quenches your thirst forever. You know, First John two fifteen says, "Do not love the world." You know what? What we've we've all got to coexist in this world, and we've got to take care of our families. And there's Jesus wants you to be successful, and He wants you to do well. But what do we love? Where's our priority? Do we love the things of the world, or do we love our relationship with Jesus Christ? What is most important in your life? I'm going to ask you tonight: Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? You know, because John 10.10 tells us the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus says, I have come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus wants for you. You know, but we we don't always put that as our priority. I certainly didn't for many, many years. You know, we look for love in a bar. Uh, we look for love in a crowd as we get old, we, you know, we're so, as we grow up, I mean, we're, we're so concerned about what everybody thinks about us, what the other kids think about us. Are we with the cool kids? And as adults, we continue the same thing. Are we in the right crowd? We look for love in a can or a bottle or a needle or what we put up our noses. You know, we don't find it. We look for it in a series of relationships. Never the, Somebody's never good enough for us. You know, this person's got that problem. This person's got that. You know, we go from one relationship to another. We look for love in, in clubs, both clubs, nightclubs, and, and clubs that we belong to. We look for love in, in heroes and sporting events. You know, there were a lot of men around this country that were tuned to the TV yesterday in the NFL playoffs, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting enjoyment from the things of this world if our focus is on our relationship with Jesus Christ, if that is the most important thing, because that is where your fulfillment, your true joy, your true peace is going to come from. You know, we look for love in saviors. We look for love in politicians, whether we're a Democrat or a Republican. You know, people have gotten so excited. People in my church have gotten so consumed with this. I'm on a text string, a messenger string, where people are just every word about this election and what's going to happen and, and the, as though it's God is in control. God appoints the rulers of this nation. Whatever his plan is, we need to trust him. Joe Biden's not my king. Donald Trump is not my king. Jesus Christ is my king. And we need to focus on that. People are so, you know, we make them into idols. The Bible, the Ten Commandments tell us not to do that. Donald Trump is not Jesus. I know so many conservative Christians are, are just so up in arms about this election. We've got to trust God. We look for love in Facebook. <laughs> I know people that spend hours and hours and hours on Facebook every day, and what are their friends doing, and how many likes did they get, and you know what what is so and so doing? Did somebody pay attention to my my post? And we look for love in in our careers, you know. And then we look back and later, and you know, there are people that are workaholics that, you know, where did my marriage go? I missed my kids growing up. Have I been serving the Lord? You know, in Matthew sixteen twenty six, Jesus asked, For what profit is a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? 
Too many of us don't take the time. You know, we're supposed to rest on the Sabbath. We're supposed to make Jesus everything we do in our lives. You know, there was a movement. What would Jesus do back in the day? You know, that's how we should approach. There's a there's an elder in my church who says he prays about what shirt he should put on in the morning. You know, he hits his knees when he wakes up and he asks the Lord to bless his day, to anoint his day, to anoint his steps. And each everything he does as he goes through the day, he's saying, you know, am I living for the Lord? You know, one of the first things I, you know, I'm transparent because the name of this show is the transformative power of Christ. And I have lived this, folks. I have lived it. I've lived a very different lifestyle. And when I went to rehab, the first thing they taught me was pray for God's will, not your own. He's so much smarter than we are. It's not even close. He's so much more magnificent. He's got a much better plan for your life than you do. Pray for God's will in your life. You know, it's so easy to get caught up in the world. You know, Second Corinthians eleven fourteen, such a profound scripture. It says, and no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. How many of us chase things that are of this world, that are, you know, the wages of sin are death. And yet we, we get so hung up where the next drink or, or cocktail hour is the most important thing in our lives. Uh, there are people that are listening to my voice that were that's the they're looking for five o'clock or whatever their five o'clock is. That is the most important thing in their lives. And if you're not one of those people, and I pray you're not, but you know somebody that is, I promise you, they're, they're looking for love in the, the next pickup at the bar, which is so inconsequential. It's just not so it's, it's, bad things happen, not good things from those things. You know, the world gives us chaos world gives us difficulty if this country would hit their knees and pray every day and pray for each other and stop hating on one another we'd have such a better country and such a better world jesus doesn't give us as the world gives us john fourteen twenty seven. peace i leave with you my peace i give you i do not give you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid we're all so afraid. I've never seen so much fear in this country. But the Bible tells us that perfect love casts out fear. The world gives you unforgiveness, jealousy, greed, disappointment, regret, guilt, addiction, disease, depression, worry, and fear. John eight thirty four. everyone who sins is a slave to sin. I've been, a, I've been there. You know, the Romans tells us that we're a slave to whatever we obey. You know, but that's not what Jesus gives us. John eight twelve says, I, John, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. We start every recovery radio program with how God wants you to walk out of the darkness and into his beautiful light. You know, and if we need to know how to do that, well, we've got a book that tells us how to do it. We've got a book, and it's called, it's in my hands right now, it's called The Holy Bible. And it tells us how to live, and it gets these four Gospels, and then the books of Acts that follows, are so powerful, because they give us an example of how Jesus lived his life. And we can't all be as perfect as Jesus. There's only one who's walked this earth that's been perfect. But we can aspire to it. We can aspire to live the way he did. We can aspire to live the life of healing and helping and encouraging that he did. 
We can be inspired by how he went to the cross and his sacrifice, how he died for us when we were yet sinners. And how, you know, the Bible tells us, Jesus said, there's no greater gift that one can give, no greater love than laying down one's life for one's friends. We can inspire, we can be inspired by the glory of his resurrection and his promise of eternal life. Too many of us are missing the real glory that is around us in this fallen world. The miracles of the living God that are all around us. And this is where I want to challenge you. Because we see one of the things that is so powerful in my life is is that I see people in the recovery community that are overcomers. They're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. I see my friend Tommy Thompson who, and my friend Philip Vaughn who are over there at the Open Door Mission taking in homeless men and transforming their lives. They aren't doing it. Jesus Christ is. But they are being obedient and servants on this earth and they get so much satisfaction tommy's a multimillionaire who had a big company out in the in the gulf and all the tankers came in and he had this company i don't know exactly what they did but they made a lot of money and he's happier now than he was when he was making all that money because he's doing what god wants him to do he's living out his purpose you know there's a pastor named kyle Adelman who wrote a book about called not a fan and in that he talks about, are we a fan of Jesus Christ? Are we, are we you know, do we put our bumper stickers on that, uh, with our fish or our Christian symbols? And we go to church on Sunday, but then we get out and we live in the world. And we go to the bars and we go to the clubs and we, go, we look for our relationships. We look for everything else. We're not really a follower of Jesus Christ. Yeah, we go to church. We bless our food. We feel bad when we curse. We try to be good examples for our kids. But are we really living the life that God's called us to do? You know, Jesus didn't just come to pat the Pharisees on the head. He didn't just come. Mark 2.17, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners. We are called to go out and preach the gospel to every creature on this earth. Luke 19.10, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Well, you say, I'm, I'm not Jesus, but Jesus left us here. So that nobody would perish. We are his instruments here on earth. Luke 9.23 is one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. Whoever wants to be my disciple, Jesus said, must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So are you a fan of Jesus Christ? Are you a follower? Are you following him? You know, Jesus didn't just go into the temples and, and preach to the faithful. You know, there are parables in the Bible, the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the lost sheep, where Jesus, where Jesus tells how we leave the 99 and go after the one. Jesus came because he wants everyone to have the miracle of salvation and the miracle of eternal life. And all of heaven rejoices when you go out and preach. If, I don't know what your purpose is. It may be just to bring one person into the kingdom of God. It may be to bring hundreds. It may be to bring thousands. But do you think about that as you go through life? Are you looking for the lost in all the wrong places? Are you looking for love in your own life in all the wrong places? Or do you want to have the abundant life that Jesus Christ wants for you? That's what he wants for you. You know, we can... We can look for the lost. There's nothing wrong with church or television or or any of these things or civic clubs or anything else. But you're not going to find the lost in church. Jesus, when he came, he left established religion. 
Look, look, look who he recruited. <laughs> you know, you would have thought that he would come down and he would have picked people like Saul, who before he became Paul, the chief, you know, the Pharisee of the Pharisees, the people that knew the word, that knew the Old Testament. You would have thought that he would have picked all those people. You know, the the guy that was saying, "Oh, I'm in the parable of the of the Pharisee and the tax collector. I I'm so good. I I, I give ten percent and." I follow all the commandments. No, Jesus recruited fishermen. He recruited tax collectors. He wanted to get down with ordinary people and bring them into the kingdom of God. Jesus looked around him. He looked into the world and and, and he, and he reached out with love and compassion. That's what we need in our society right now. We've got too much hatred just because somebody disagrees with you politically. Doesn't mean that you can't love them. Christians need to be in this time of uncertainty. We need to be the light of the world, the salt of the earth. We need to attract people by showing the love of Jesus Christ through everything we did and do. So not everyone can can do what Tommy Thompson does or my, my friend Pastor Boyd Harrell of Cool Ministries, who 30 years ago overcame a heroin addiction and multiple prison stints. Now he goes into prisons, or at least pre-COVID, and he bring you know he, he preaches in the prisons and he and he brings people. He's got a recovery ministry and a prison ministry, and he reintegrates these people into you know wonderful members of society, productive members of society. Not everybody can do that, but in your life, you've got opportunities to witness to people. You've got opportunities to tell them how good God has been to you. You've got opportunities to to be that light of the world and to show people where people say, I want what this this person has, what this man or lady has, because they've got something special. You've got those opportunities, you know, and, and if you you can help out in so many ways, you can help out monetarily. You can help out by volunteering at the open mission or Pastor Boyd's cool ministries or, or there's so many prison ministries. I've been so blessed to have this opportunity to see all the people that are working in this community in the kingdom of God. Make it a priority and help somewhere. It'll change your life. It'll make it where you're looking for love in the right places. You're look, being fulfilled with the purpose that God's got for you. And if you don't know what that is, spend time in his word. Spend time in prayer. And he'll reveal it to you. And just start helping people. That's what the gospel is all about. It's about helping one another. It's about, yes, going to church and being fed with the word and and learning it better and fellowshipping with Christians. But it's also reaching out into the world. There are so many people that are lost right now. The world needs every single Christian to be looking for opportunities to help. And you can do that. You can help monetarily. You can help so many different ways. You know, I'm going to spend a little time here at the end promoting our ministries. You know, we started a church right when COVID hit, March 1st, (laughs) in the Heights, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. And we got knocked out of our building. And because of some issues, we haven't been able to go back in yet. But we're on Facebook every Sunday at 6 p.m., New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Uh, we we have a full church service, 6 p.m. on Sunday, and we're about to announce the day when we go back in. You know, things are getting exciting. Things are turning around. I still want people. I found out a dear friend of mine came down with COVID today, so I'm not telling you not to be careful out there. Uh, but but 
things are going to change in this country. We're going to get this vaccine distributed, and we're going to get over this. We're the United States of America, one nation under God, and we're about to change. So I'm excited about going back into live services. But in the meantime, you can go to Facebook it's and at 6 p.m. every Sunday, and all our, our, our sermons are on there, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Uh, it's on Facebook and you know, we haven't sat by idly. We've got, as I've mentioned a couple of times in this broadcast, we've had recovery radio Houston, which is on Saturdays. We've been preempted a lot by sports lately, but at 4 PM and there are a lot of podcasts. If you know somebody that needs the help with addiction, you can go to the KKHT webcast. I mean, a web page and you can see our podcast. There's a lot of them on there and they're labeled about what the topic is. It's a friend of mine, Tony B a brother in Christ, and we're on their Recovery Radio Houston. We've also got this broadcast, The Transformative Power of Christ, which is on every Monday at 5.30. We've also got a ministry called Break Every Chain, which meets every Friday night at 7. And we've had some powerful fellowships. It's it's about people that are struggling with addictions and, and things of that nature. But it's also about... Um, it's also about people that are struggling with any kind of strongholds whatsoever, whatever stronghold is in your life. We've got people that have been in there for control issues, for anger issues, for guilt issues. That's where Satan wants to keep you. He wants to keep you guilty. and But there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So come fellowship with us. It's every Friday night at 7 at 901 Wilson Road. That's 901 Wilson Road in Humble, Texas. It's powerful. We have a Pray, we praise and worship the Lord, usher in the Holy Spirit, and then, then we have a biblical message, and then we break into men's and women's groups, and we have fellowship. It's really powerful. Sometimes I'm tired on Friday night at the end of the week, but when I go, it just lifts my spirit so much. Because, you know, the Bible tells us iron sharpens iron, and one person sharpens another. There's nothing like fellowshipping with fellow believers, and it's a wonderful opportunity. And we see that ministry as a bridge into the secular community, people that are fight, struggling with addiction and people that don't know Jesus. You know, everyone is invited in. Uh, you, all you'll find is love. And that's what we're called to do is to love the unlovable and to bring them into the kingdom. And that's who we should be as Christians, not mad people that are, you know, uh, overthrow, trying to overthrow things. No, we are Christians. That's our first loyalty. Jesus Christ has got to be our first priority. And I can't say that enough. I want you to find that. So come visit us at 901 Wilson Road on Friday nights at 7 p.m. We'd love to have you. And if you want to help our ministries, uh, you can go to uh, NCC. That's the initial NCC Greater Heights. NCCGreaterHeights.org, and there's a donate button, and we'd certainly appreciate your help. You know, our pastors uh, and the people that help us with this ministry, we're all we're all unpaid. We're we're just doing this out of because we're so grateful for the transformative power of Christ and what He's done in our lives. But we are doing ministry activities that cost money, including rent and and helping people and and benevolence and p- helping people overcome addiction. You know, you can send me a message anytime uh, through this radio station. Um, and, I, you know, I, if you've got somebody that's, that's struggling with addiction or anything else, we'll help. You know, that's what we're here for. You can send me an, a, a message at Pastor John at nccgreaterheights.org. Pastor John at nccgreaterheights.org. I'd love to help you. Or through our Facebook page, Recovery Radio, or for through our Facebook page, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. You know, we love you here at, at uh, New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, and the transformative power of Christ. But more importantly, God loves you 
more than you can possibly imagine. So be safe out there. Make Jesus your number one priority and go with God, my friends. Amen. Good night.